and to pop culture and the pea brains. Why are you whispering? I don't know. Ah, okay. Uh, so that was a fun little intro, but it is once again time for pop culture and the pea brains, starring Brett and his father. That is correct. And I know last week we said we were going to. Um, I know last week we said we were going to talk about teaching, but <clears throat> I figured we could kind of change things up a little bit. And I actually, did you know this? I actually run more than just this podcast. Yeah, I know that, but I wonder if your listeners know. That. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am a multi podcaster. Um, officially, uh, all of them follow their fall under the umbrella of Brett Carson Productions. You can find the page on Instagram. And this week we're going to be talking about kind of a personal... The Audio Amphitheater. Uh, The personal passion project, because speaking is very difficult these days. Uh, But yes, we're going to be talking about my baby podcast, The Audio Amphitheater. Um, Now... I don't necessarily want to just go on a 30-minute long tangent, so I'm actually going to turn it over to Dad Carson real quick. And do you have any questions about the audio amphitheater that maybe the listeners might have? Well, first of all, I think what you ought to do is tell a little bit about what the audio amphitheater is. Okay, so the audio amphitheater is uh, a digital, virtual... Theater. So an amphitheater, if you aren't aware, is kind of an outdoor theater, kind of like the Greek amphitheater where they would have plays kind of at the bottom and there'd be rows of seats going up towards the top. That's what an amphitheater is. The audio amphitheater takes that idea, spins it a little bit, and puts it in a virtual environment. Now, as we know, we're going to talk about it later, but COVID has kind of dealt theater a heavy blow because it's very much an in-person theatrical experience. So I had this idea a long time ago. What if there was a podcast that showcases plays, new works, for free, for the most part, or just free in general, honestly, and does it virtually so that people can listen to it on the go? They can go, hey, I want to check out this play by so-and-so. They haven't been produced. And this is also a great way for new playwrights to get their works out there in public. Especially nowadays, if you're a playwright and you want to get published, it is ridiculously difficult to get produced during COVID-19. So this is a way that your stuff can be produced and you can say, hey, my show has been produced through the Audio Amphitheater, which is recognized by the Screen Actors Guild of America, also known as SAG-AFTRA. That, that's a, kind of essentially what the Audio Amphitheater is. Well, you brought up COVID. How has COVID negatively or positively or it's it's had an effect on theater how has it had an effect on your theater it's not been positive i'll tell you that much (laughs) so theater like i said deals very much in person i mean the whole concept of theater is you're going to see a show in person and that's why theater tickets are so expensive I mean, you're not putting in a, a movie in your DVD player and re-watching a recording. You are watching a live performance of that. All the dancing is live, all the singing is live, everything is live. So, this, the audio amphitheater, kind of combines the elements of both digital recording and live performance. So it's not like a live-streamed event. We do record it via Zoom, but it does, it is theater, 
so new works are able to be produced. Uh, personally, I've had a couple of my plays produced through the Audio Amphitheater, but I'm always looking for new works to get uh, get submitted. In the same way that you can submit questions to Pop Culture and the Pea Brains, you can submit plays, and if you're interested in voice acting, you can actually contact me at bcarson129 at gmail.com and submit your work. I'll review it, I'll decide if it's appropriate for the show, and we'll be off to the races. Well, let me ask you this. Was pop culture sort of a spinoff of audio amphitheater? No. So, to give a little background on pop culture and the P-Brains, actually, you are the reason that pop culture and the P-Brains happened. Because I remember, so after my stint in the hospital, you had said... Brett, you are very interested in podcasts. Podcasts, I mean, the way that I kind of relax after a long day of work is I will go in my room, put on a video game or something. Okay, sleep, yes. But I'll I'll play a video game, I'll put on a podcast, and I'll just kind of relax. And you asked, Brett, you're really interested in podcasts. Is there any way you can create one? And, And there's been more podcasts now that COVID has entered. Yes, uh, podcasting, well, podcasting in itself, it started as kind of a an obscure media form in the like at the beginning of the last decade, like uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. It was kind of getting popular with the advent of of better cell phones and stuff like that. But in twenty twenty, podcasts are the thing. I mean, if you get Spotify, you got music, you got podcasts, the two things to keep yourself occupied on a long car trip. And especially, if, I mean, I drove, you know, an hour to and from college in some cases, so podcasts were the things that kept me sane. But Pop Culture and the Pea Brain started because you asked if I would start one, and I said, well, yeah, let's do it together. And we actually had several names for the podcast before we came to Pop Culture and the Pea Brains. Uh, do you remember any of those? Salt and Papa. Salt and Papa, uh, which, uh, which was very funny, which was very funny. Another one was Young and Old. Uh, very simple, to the point. I'm young, he's old. Hey. No offense. Um, and I can't remember. The, the, I, don't, I don't remember. There might have been a couple more, but we, we oh, settled there was, on. There were definitely a couple There more. was a lot more. We, we thought about it for a long time. Uh, it's funny because the audio amphitheater came to me like that. And uh, pop culture and the pea brains took probably a week to or come longer. up with. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we took several walks just discussing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pop Culture and the Pea Brains is not a spin-off in any way. So the reason that I do Pop Culture and the Pea Brains is because, well, first off, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love you very much. Mm-hmm. And I wanted I wanted a new way for us to engage um, kind of socially uh, because I'm, I'm a relatively... When, I, when I'm at home, when I'm out in public, I'm a very outgoing person. But when I'm home, I'm fairly introverted. I'll go in my room, I'll close the door, and you will not see me for several hours because I'll be either writing or reading or playing a game, listening to a podcast, napping, something like that. But this gives us a way to kind of keep in touch with each other and and keep tabs with each other when we might otherwise not. Well, we sure don't in the car. Yeah, yeah, we ride to work together and I am unconscious most of the time. I sleep a lot. I feel like we've talked about my sleeping more than we've actually talked about podcasts in this episode. Stay awake. I'm... Look, okay. Anyway, the Audio Amphitheater was a personal passion project that I I got the idea of 
several years ago. Well, that brings me to another point. I hate to interrupt you, but I want to ask. Okay. Why did you start the audio amphitheater? Why? I mean, why'd you do it? COVID. COVID happened. Um, because there was a void. There was a void in theater. And I wanted to, in some way, kind of contribute in such a way that that void could be diminished. I mean, I went to New York before all this COVID stuff happened. Right before. Literally, like, I saw the last production of both Hades Town and Beetlejuice before New York got shut down. So I literally bought my tickets the exact last days. Which is insane. And I follow a lot of actors and actresses that are professionals in their field. And all of them have been out of work. And especially especially in smaller theatrical kind of scenes like Nashville or, I mean, other kind of metropolitan areas. Theater suffering. And especially students also that are in college that are studying theater. They're looking for ways to get out there, to, to get some exposure. And I wanted to offer almost a playground for people to not only share their plays, but share their voices. Get out there, be heard. Because this is, I mean, this is on Spotify. This is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Like, all of these things that anyone can listen to at any time, especially with the advent of social media, iPhones, stuff like that. What is, I mean, what do you, what do you promote? What do you showcase? What's, what's the... What's the thing about audio amphitheater that might draw someone to it? Probably the newness of it. Um, a lot of so I've worked with several companies in Nashville, two of which uh, were uh, Woven Theater and Radical Arts. Um, both of them are kind of they're similar in the way that they both kind of uh, encourage marginalized voices to share their work. Uh, people of color, people of uh, what's non-heteronormative uh, sexual orientation, stuff like that. But their difference being that Radical Arts kind of focuses on more obscure plays that have already been published, but Woven Theater specializes in new works. So they will take a work that's never been produced before, and they'll produce it. Now, obviously, you're not going to fill theaters with, you know... Twin Prime by Brett Carson that no one's ever heard of, you're going to fill theaters with Hamilton. But at the same time, those new plays have to get out there in order to get that recognition eventually. And that's what I want to showcase through the audio amphitheater. I've had people go, Brett, have you ever considered having like a reading of The Glass Menagerie or a Shakespeare play? And I'm thinking, no, because those have gotten enough exposure. I want to see the plays that no one has seen. And I want them to get out there. I don't. I have produced several of my own plays, some of which were uh, Tough Love, Welcome, um, an extra special thing we're going to talk about in a little bit. But I, I've also produced other people's plays, such as Monster Therapy. I've produced Feathers. I've produced a lot of other plays that are really interesting, and I really want more. I, I, I would honestly love to be able to upload a new episode every week for the audio amphitheater. But I need people, I need creators to submit work. Because not only does it not look very good for me to produce my own work, because I'd really rather not do that, but it also gets stale. 
I am one guy. I am one very kind of great value guy. <laughs> I want to see some people that are name brand. I want to see some people out there that have some really good creative stuff they've never put out there before. And that is what I choose to showcase on the audio amp. Well, you know, when you... When you... Well, tell, tell more about your format. You, you'll have them submit a play. Mm-hmm. They'll... Or whatever they'll do the play, and then you'll talk about it afterwards. Is that right? Uh, yes. So the format. So I actually have, um, I have two theatrical podcasts. I have the Audio Amphitheater, and I have the Audio Amphitheater After Hours. So the difference being, some theater is mature. Some theater has mature content, whether it be language, theme, stuff like that. After Hours is for that i did not want to discriminate and say if your play has a bad word in it or has you know political ideas in it or something that may not be good for the whole family i did not want that to be on the audio amphitheater but i also didn't want them to be turned away from that so i decided to start a second podcast for that so normal audio amphitheater starts with the play it can be anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour and a half then we'll take a short break uh, about 30 seconds, something like that. Eventually, I'd like to get some maybe advertisers or something in the middle, maybe some local theater groups to advertise their plays. I think that'd be really cool. Um, and then we have a discussion, whether it be five minutes, whether it be 30 minutes, about the play itself with the playwright and with the actors. Now, if I wrote the play, then I will have the actors ask me questions. But if I have the playwright there, I will ask the questions to the playwright and the actors will contribute their work, or will contribute questions and answers in their interpretation of the play. Now, the Audio Amphitheater After Hours is the same thing, except there is um, a disclaimer at the beginning saying like, hey, this might have some material in it that you might not like. Um, so, especially younger viewers or, or anything like that, um, there's a disclaimer that kind of encourages you to maybe don't listen to it if things are not, if you're not open to some bold points of view, bold perspectives and stuff like that. Otherwise, it's the exact same format. The audience for this podcast, is yep. it more, I guess, um, is it more for the actors or is it just an open population yes so i mean obviously it's a theater podcast so people in theater people invested in theater and especially the relatives and friends of those that appear on the podcast or have their work on the podcast um they will kind of advertise it themselves so it'll it'll definitely appeal to those sorts of audience members but my goal is to eventually get enough widespread uh, exposure that anybody can listen to it. Someone can say, hey, I I don't feel like listening to a comedy episode of something. I don't feel like listening to a political podcast or music. I want to listen to a theatrical production with stage directions being read, with actual actors, with, with choices being made. And that's what this podcast seeks to fulfill. Um, and as I said before, we're recognized uh, by SAG-AFTRA. So, I mean, we can get actors and actresses from... What is SAG-AFTRA again? SAG-AFTRA is the Screen Actors Guild of America, um, meaning it's it's essentially the actors' union. 
Um, and a lot of... If, if an actor is a member of SAG-AFTRA, they cannot work on a non-SAG-AFTRA job for pay without risking the chance of losing their SAG-AFTRA membership. So what I did was I sought a SAG-AFTRA producer membership, which I got after a lot of paperwork, and I now am kind of approved or not sponsored, but I am recognized by SAG-AFTRA as a respectable kind of media outlet. So actors and actresses from SAG-AFTRA, whether they be in New York on a Broadway show or whatever, can appear on my podcast. Um, and that gives us even more exposure. Because, I mean, I'm going to be very honest, very few people kind of around the theater world have heard of Brett Carson. But a lot of people have heard of these big actors and actresses. And if we can get more coverage, then we'll have more people submitting their plays. So more content can be made for the enjoyment of the public. So that's, it's kind of a snowball effect. I would like more exposure, not just to let the podcast grow, but to provide more entertainment, more free entertainment for the public. Well, that's saying after, that segues us right into mm -hmm. what's coming up. I'm glad you asked. So, um, I have been working very, very hard recently on a, uh, a very big thing that I've kind of been keeping under wraps for a while, but I recently posted it on my Facebook account. Um, Presley Ryan of Broadway's Beetlejuice... She was the understudy for Lydia Dietz, and eventually after Sophia Ann Caruso left the company, uh, or left the cast, uh, Presley Ryan became the lead for Lydia Dietz on Broadway in New York. And she will be appearing on the Audio Amphitheater tomorrow. She will be acting as Miranda in my original play improv class. There will be three characters. There's Miranda, there's Greg, and there is Dr. Locks. Two of which are, no, all three of which are professional actors. Uh, one being Matthew Jason Swern, who's appeared previously on the Audio Amphitheater After Hours. Uh, Presley Ryan, as I said. And then one other guy who I've yet to work with, but I'm really excited. He's going to play Greg, and he's going to do a phenomenal job with it. Well, anytime you have a name like Greg, you know, but uh, I mean, Greg in the in the play is a dipstick. So okay. like, well, never mind. Man. Right. <laughs> um, but um, we need to clarify something. You said tomorrow. We are taping this on a Friday evening, and it will be uploaded to the Spotify and Apple Podcast tomorrow. Uh, or tonight. I, tonight might, I might get it yeah. later on this evening. So, so Presley Ryan will actually, it'll be on November the 14th. Right. We are recording tomorrow at uh, noon uh, via Zoom or we're, noon central. It's going to be one Eastern time zone. And it will be available to listen to when? Hopefully later on tomorrow. Right. Uh, because it's... Um, I do have an engagement tomorrow night, uh, but we're recording at noon. I'm hoping we'll be done by 1.30 Central Time so I can get it kind of edited and everything by 3 o'clock, and then I can submit it, uh, I can publish it maybe around 3.30 or something like that. That is the goal. But, you know, technical difficulties and everything could happen, so we'll see. Uh, but again, 
Presley Ryan of Beetlejuice Broadway, New York, will be on the Audio Amphitheater tomorrow, uh, November 14th, 2020. And my hope is that this will be the first of many kind of interactions with not only Presley, but other actors and actresses um, kind of in the field that, that have had some manner of recognition. Because like I said, this is not a podcast where it's like the end of the day I want... I want as many people to listen to my voice as possible. This is not about my voice. I am simply a kind of a looking glass to get a better look at other actors, actresses, and playwrights. I just want to provide kind of the environment for other creatives to create and to shine. You want to provide a medium. I want to provide a medium, yeah. Which, during COVID, there are very few theatrical mediums. Um, but... Do you have any more questions? Well, I'm, I'm sure I do, but what uh, what exactly will you discuss with Presley tomorrow? Well, so uh, I am. We're going to have about an hour long show. So the show itself is going to take about the show itself will take about 10, 15 minutes, and we'll have a short break, and we'll probably have about forty minutes of discussions. 20 minutes of that discussion will be about the play. It'll be with the actors uh, and myself kind of discussing the play, how they thought it felt, if they felt anything should be changed. And then I wanted the last 20 minutes to be kind of talking, not one-on-one, but focusing on Presley's interactions with, you know, Broadway, with the grand scope of theater. Because in North America, being on Broadway in New York is kind of the, the ultimate kind of final destination. I mean, you ha- you can perform in Nashville Shakespeare Company, but if you make it to New York, you have, quote, made it. Right. Uh, so I really wanted to kind of talk to her about that and maybe get some answers to questions that, I don't know, maybe some actors and actresses listening might not know. Like, hey, what does it take to get to Broadway? What types of sacrifices have to be made to do that? Because it's not simple. It's not a matter of simply getting up and doing a show and going to bed. I mean, you're doing, for the most part, eight shows a week, which is a lot. It's extremely detrimental on your health if you don't take care of yourself. And there's a lot of moving parts that maybe we as audience members don't see. Um, So, like I said, so about 10, 15 minutes for the show, kind of proper. uh, A short 30-second, 40-second break, followed by 20 minutes talking about the show improv class itself with the actors and the playwright and then a 20-minute kind of Presley Ryan Q&A. Uh, that will kind of wrap up the show, and yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's to put this into perspective, I've been working on this for about three or, three-ish months, um, so it, it's a lot of work that is ultimately going to pay off, and I'm very grateful for that. So really, there's no play on this audio amphitheater. It's just discussion with Presley. Is that right? No, 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 no. Okay. 10-minute uh, play. Yeah, it is going to be a 10-minute play. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the first... Were you listening? I, well, I was, but, you know, I thought 10-minute play. I'm, I'm trying to put him... Your dog's barking the door. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but this play that will be 10 minutes long, who wrote this play? I did. You wrote the play. I did. Um, as I said, I don't necessarily like producing my own work. 
but I also I have enough confidence in my writing that I feel like it is suitable for uh, for virtual production and yeah so I wrote it I wrote it uh, about two years ago um, it's it's a very short play it's a one act it's a comedy it's it's not heavy at all it's it's essentially about a college theater professor that has two students he's dealing with he has a kind of a know-it-all of a student uh, named Miranda who Presley will be pro- uh, playing and then there's this she's not that's not her character she's not a know-it-all she's not no 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 no. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. I am not saying she is, but she is playing a character that is. Yeah. Um, the other character is kind of a dumb dunce of a character named Greg. So it's it's a no offense. Wait a second. <laughs> I did not. I did not name him that because you are a dumb dunce. I'm, I, you know. Okay. Whatever. Um, but the the kind of joke of the play is this this theater professor is kind of at his wit's end because at one side he has this student that raises her hand all the time and gets in the way. You me. And then, well, not you, but then on the other side you have this kind of apathetic dope that sleeps in class. So it's a matter of, you know, you'll, you, you're between a rock and a hard place. You're, be, you're between a know-it-all and an idiot. No offense. You're not an idiot. You know, like, I'm not actually calling you that, right? Yeah, right. That dog is really, really going. Those dogs. Um, Okay. Well, this seems like a good time to stop the episode because apparently Armageddon is happening outside. But if you are, if you would like to advertise, I mean, seriously, you need to email. What email? Uh, bcarson129 at gmail.com. That is B as in boy. bcarson129 at gmail.com. Because of all this right now, I don't know about later, but right now, everything is not, not for profit. Not we're, not we're, for profit. This we're, is... we're just trying to get an audience and build on it. We, we honestly just... I mean, we enjoy doing this, and we enjoy bringing some manner of free entertainment, and we enjoy having dogs bark in the background of our podcast. It's a good thing we enjoy it. We Gosh, back there. that's so annoying. Um, anyway, we would like to thank Cole Benson for the fantastic music at the beginning and end of the podcast, and... Well, that's not nice. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I was waiting for you to talk no, about ahead, the artwork. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'd also like to thank Taylor Menzel for that's the artwork. So <laughs> I burped. Is it okay if I burp? Uh, but she she did the artwork for that, and she also did the artwork. Cole Benson and Taylor Menzel did the uh, music and artwork for all of the podcasts on the Brett Carson Production Network. Um. So. Yeah, show them some love on social media. They're, they're, they're they didn't this. provide the burping. Though. They did not. I provided the burping. Uh, but please uh, seek out uh, Brett Carson Productions on Instagram. Seek out Taylor Menzel. Call Benson on Instagram. Show them some love. If you have any kind of art commissions or music commissions, um, uh, they personally, they, they've been fantastic to me, and I really, I really cannot talk well enough about them and the work that they've put into this process. But do you have anything else you'd like to say? Well, if you have any work you want on an audio amphitheater, you need to email Brett, too. Yeah, so my hope is that eventually I can get some either local theaters to advertise um, or international theaters to advertise or even just kind of online um, sources, like uh, different online outlets to, to advertise. 
just so, you know, as this podcast grows, it can, as a podcast grows, it becomes more work. And more work means more time dedicated to it. So if at some point, you know, all of us, whether it be the actors, the playwright, or whoever, can kind of walk away with a little bit of chump change in their pocket, uh, that would be awesome. Because, like I said, a lot of people are not making any sort of money on their work right now. And as it as it is, the audio amphitheater is all just for fun. But eventually the hope is that we can do it uh, for, you know... A, a meager, a meager profit. Uh, nothing, nothing like, what's the word? Nothing avaricious or what? The, nothing greedy. I was trying to use a big word, but I failed. Um, but yeah, uh, I put my foot in my mouth way too much this episode. Next week, next week we're going to talk about two of my favorite things: eating, food, yeah, and football. It's Thanksgiving. Football. I love football. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Um, but until then, this has been Pop Culture and the Pea Brain, starring Brett and Dad Carson. And remember, keep it in the crock pot. We like our brains slow cooked. We will see you next week for Thanksgiving. <laughs>